0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and today I'm so excited about our guest. We are in for a real treat. This was one of my favorite conversations I've had for the podcast in a very long time, and it just felt like I could have talked to him forever. In fact, you'll hear at the end of this episode, he was like, I have to go onto my next meeting, and I could have talked to him for a much longer time just learning all about the brain and happiness in our minds. So today's guest, if you have not already gathered from the title, is Dr. Daniel Amen. He has helped millions of people change their brains and their lives, including but not limited to Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, many different celebrities, very VIP people. And he has imaged over Two hundred thousand people's brains. He's the founder of Amen Clinics with nine locations across the United States. He is a twelve-time New York Times best-selling author. He's written over forty books, and he's the co-host of the Brain Warriors Way podcast, which he does with his wife. He has also produced fifteen different national public television specials about the brain. And probably my favorite thing is that he believes that we can end and heal mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. He also has a huge TikTok following, which we talk about in this episode. He has almost a million people following him on TikTok, and he only started his TikTok a few months ago. He has a new book coming out next year, which I'm so excited about, which is all about becoming happier. It's the seven neuroscience secrets of feeling good based on your brain type, so, in this episode, we talk all about the brain, all about healing, and we really just go in so many different directions. We talk about so much stuff my personal brain, his personal brain, but mostly we just get deep into his philosophy. He's so incredible, and this was really an enjoyable episode. So, I'm so excited for you guys to listen. If you feel inspired, by the episode, and you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, that would mean so much to me. Send me a screenshot to Jordan at the if you do. And before we get into this conversation with Dr. Eamon, I want to thank our sponsors for today's show, starting with Obey Fitness. You've probably seen me posting about them all over my Instagram because it is my favorite workout right now. And working out for a very long time has been one of my main passions. It's something that we talk a lot about in this episode with Dr. Amen, but my personal philosophy is that working out has to be fun or else you're not gonna be consistent enough with it to get the results that you want and to keep that consistency, of course, which is where we get all of the amazing benefits. So something that has been helping me stay consistent and maintain a balanced routine is this amazing app called Obey Fitness. They are a live and on-demand offering online. They have incredible variety with the most joyful instructors that I am such a fan of. So whatever I'm in the mood for, I can always find something on Obey Fitness that makes my mind and body happy. Right now, I'm craving very low impact classes, of course, because I'm eight months pregnant and I'm really into their Pilates, their bar, sculpt, yoga, and meditation. And they also have tons of super effective cardio and strength training options as well. All of the classes range from 10 minutes to an hour so they can fit into any schedule. And as a mama to be, their extensive library of prenatal classes is perfect for me because it takes all of the guesswork out of exercising right now. To see if Obey Fitness is a fit for you and your fitness style, you can use the code BALANCED to get one month free at ObeyFitness.com. That's O-B-E, fitness.com, code BALANCED to get one whole month free. Such an incredible offer. And with that, let's get into this episode with Dr. Daniel Amen. Oh, so how's it going? Good. Good.
1: We're going to work on your brain.
0: Amazing, because I think we have to. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to. I'm eight months pregnant and I'm feeling all of the brain fog, all of the lovely fog that comes along with pregnancy.
1: Is this your first baby? This is. Ah, Your brain is going to get remodeled.
0: Is it? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, no, that's what happens, you know, as estrogen goes up and progesterone and oxytocin, uh, your brain gets remodeled to be able to manage two people rather than just one person. And where sleep could have been amazing. Now you're going to hear things uh, that you've never heard before, So, and you're going to smell things you never smelled before. Uh, your senses are going to be heightened uh, so that your brain can manage two of you, and it's going to take a lot of resources. And it's so important to have help early on so you don't get sad because the the nutrients just sort of all went away.
0: Yeah. So what kind of help do you recommend? I mean, are there supplements, obviously prenatals, but different things that I can do once this baby comes?
1: Well, I mean, I want everybody to love their brains and do the right things. This is a time when you want to accelerate that. So if you were my wife or my daughter, I'm like, yes, a great prenatal. Brain MD, the company I own, actually makes a great prenatal. Uh, high dose, high quality omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, I think really important, you want to optimize your vitamin D level, take a really great probiotic just to get your body ready. And then you want to eat right. I know a lot of women get cravings for things that may not be awesome for them. Yes, Uh, but it's really it all comes down to this one question. Whatever you do, is this good for your brain or bad for it? Because if you love your brain, the baby's brain is going to be better and your brain will be better. And every day you're modeling health or you're modeling illness. And so just wrapping your brain around, okay, what are the things that are good for my brain and baby's brain and what are things that aren't so good?
0: Yeah, that is so true. And that goes for everything, I'm sure, from positive thoughts to food, to supplementation, sleep all of that stuff, which I'm so excited to get into with you and learn about. But before we do, I just want you to introduce yourself to our audience. I did start recording because you were already sharing such good information. Tell us who you are, how you got started in this field, all that good stuff. (sighs)
1: So I'm Daniel Amen. I'm a physician. I'm a psychiatrist. I love looking at people's brains. We've done that for the last 30 years. Uh, I have 10 clinics around the country and we see people who have anxiety, depression, ADHD, worried about dementia, OCD, PTSD, temper problems. I mean, anything that's sort of brain and mental health related, we've been doing it a long time, and we think we should actually look at your brain before we go about changing it. And uh i think the big message of my life is you're not stuck with the brain you have you can make it better and i can prove it we've done cool stuff we did the big nfl study when the nfl was sort of not telling the truth about traumatic brain injury in football we've scanned hundreds of veterans uh, thousands of addicts uh, over 100 murderers almost anything interesting we've scanned it and we just love working hard to rehabilitate the brain
0: mm-hmm. that's incredible what have you found in the murderers i'm so curious i'm obsessed with psychology of the brain in that way is there any kind of common denominator that you've found
1: lower frontal lobe function for sure but you know one of the things we've been looking at the brain for 30 years and one of the early lessons is all psychiatric illnesses anxiety depression even aggression are not single or simple disorders they all have multiple types so they're impulsive murderers. Uh, I get angry at you and shoot you. They're compulsive murderers. I stalk you. And and then there's irrational. <laughs> I mean, both of those are irrational. But it's just like out of the blue for little or no reason. And they're different parts of the brain. I have a brain type test. If people go to brainhealthassessment.com, You can take it, know your brain type, and then we can help sort of target interventions to your brain. But that was one of the big lessons, giving someone the diagnosis of depression is like giving them the diagnosis of chest pain. Nobody gets a diagnosis of chest pain because it doesn't tell you what's causing it or what to do for it. But yet millions of people got the diagnosis of depression, everybody got an SSRI to start. And that's just completely irrational. It's like, oh, you assume all depression is the same, which is ridiculous. It's not the same.
0: No, definitely not. So you're more about finding the root cause and helping people really get better versus just, okay, you have depression, here's medication that you take for the rest of your life.
1: Right. That they go, it's a chemical imbalance. And it's like, well, maybe so. But maybe it's because you had a head injury. Or maybe it's because you never learned how to manage the dark thoughts you have. Or maybe it's because you're really allergic to gluten and dairy, corn or soy or red dye. And you're medicating the wrong thing. Depression tells you what it is. It doesn't tell you why it is. And if you don't know why, you can't treat it properly. Right. I mean, it'd be ridiculous to give everybody with chest pain the same treatment. You would go, no, that's irrational. Quite frankly, it's a bit insane. <laughs> and, but we do that for anxiety disorders and so many people end up on Xanax who have no business being on Xanax because once you start it, it's hell to stop it. Why don't we find out why you're anxious? And it could be because your gut bugs are not healthy, Uh, because if your gut's not right, your brain's not right, and you're more likely to be anxious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Xanax. I used to take a lot of Xanax for anxiety. I know how addicting it is and I couldn't sleep without Xanax for a long time and just purified my body since then. I don't drink alcohol. I think you'd be very proud. I mean, even regardless of pregnancy, I haven't had alcohol for four years and I've heard you talk about alcohol and marijuana and different things and how it affects the brain. So is that something that you could talk about here?
1: One of my favorite topics, and it always causes, you know, this dust up, because it's just everywhere in our society. And people think marijuana is innocuous and I should have two or three drinks a day. That's good for me. It's a complete lie. Why? Think about this. If you had a million dollar racehorse, Would you ever feed it junk food? Would you ever get it stoned or would you ever get it drunk? No. Only if you were an idiot, right? I mean, that's like it's like you have this incredible animal that you want to perform at a very high level. You would feed it right. You would supplement it. You would do everything right for it, because that's how It lives up to its potential. Well, why aren't you doing that for you? I mean, you're worth so much more. And so why would you eat junk food? Or why would you poison your brain with alcohol? People who drink alcohol have a smaller brain. And when it comes to the brain, size matters. It's like the only organ where size really does matter. And you don't want to hurt it. Alcohol is trouble for so many reasons. I mean, yes, the 50,000 people who die in alcohol-related accidents every year. Domestic violence goes up with alcohol. People make stupid comments when they're drinking. I mean, just be around people who are drinking a lot. But more than that, it drops function in your frontal lobes. And why do you want frontal lobe function? Because it's the most human, thoughtful part of your brain. It's the brain's break. It stops you from saying every stupid thing you think. Jerry Seinfeld once said, the brain is a sneaky organ. We all have weird, crazy, stupid, sexual, violent thoughts that nobody should ever hear. I tell this to my patients all the time. Don't say everything you think. You have to filter it through, is this helpful? Will this fit the goals I have for my relationships, right? I've been with my wife almost 16 years, and I adore her. And I have all these terrible thoughts sometimes. They just show up. And I'm like, oh, please don't say that. (laughs) That will not help. Uh, my wife has ADD and she never met a rapper she wanted to throw away or a cabinet door she wanted to close. And I married her knowing that. So rather than be irritated about it, I just sort of keep my mouth shut and throw the rapper away and go, well, if the rapper wasn't here, she wouldn't be here and I'd be sad. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, manage your mind and don't say everything you think. But the problem with alcohol is people begin to say everything they think, even if they don't believe it, right? We all have thoughts that we don't even believe that are just rude, stupid thoughts. Alcohol damages your microbiome. And your microbiome is so important. For people that don't know, it's the 100 trillion bugs you have in your gut that make neurotransmitters, that detoxify your body, that digest your food that are just so important uh, to the overall health of your brain and body. And my wife, who's a nurse, why does she put alcohol on your skin if she's going to give you a shot? because it disinfects the area, mm-hmm. right? Kills the bugs. Well, when you're drinking alcohol, it kills the bugs. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. You want healthy gut bugs, uh, which is why a probiotic a good thing. By eating food loaded with fiber is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And eating fermented foods is a good thing. So alcohol, empty calories, Bad decision making, smaller brain, unhealthy gut bugs. I just I don't see the upside. No, um, so and I like my brain. I, I like clarity. And you know, people drink often because they're anxious. And I used to be really anxious, but I meditate. Mm-hmm. I do diaphragmatic breathing. I've learned not to believe every stupid thing. I think. And that really helps sort of calm down the anxiety.
0: Yeah. Well, it's so much better than treating with some kind of substance like alcohol. What kind of meditation do you do?
1: So, two of them I really like. One is called loving-kindness meditation. Love it. The other one is a kundalini yoga form of meditation called Kirtan Kriya, which is a 12-minute chanting meditation, sa ta na. Ma, 12 minutes. And uh, it has been shown, I published three studies on it, increases blood flow to the frontal lobes, calms down your emotional brain. It's all of 12 minutes. Uh, it, it's, it's something I love to do that loves me back. And I'm all about relationships, like with food. I know you talk a lot about food. And it's like, does what you eat love you back? And, you know, do I love it? Because I like food, but does it love me? I've been in bad relationships in the past, and I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm damn sure not doing it with food.
0: Oh, definitely. So, what is the best diet for our brain? It's a question that I've been so excited to ask.
1: So healthy fat, because 60% of the solid weight of your brain is fat. So I'm not a fan of low-fat diets. Um, Healthy oils, nuts and seeds, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. uh, So I'm a fan of wild salmon, for example. As many colorful fruits and vegetables you can get that won't raise your blood sugar. It's really important. Mm -hmm. 50% of the population is diabetic or pre-diabetic. Wow. Uh, That's really bad for your brain. Alzheimer's disease has actually been called diabetes type three. So um, managing your blood sugar is critical. And so generally three times the number of vegetables to fruit
0: okay and low glycemic
1: and low glycemic fruit
0: Mm -hmm. so berries that kind of stuff
1: berries apples apples, pears uh, grapefruit uh excellent delicious um yeah and then So smart carbohydrates. Those are carbohydrates that don't raise your blood sugar. So low glycemic, high fiber carbohydrates. Did you know this will blow your mind? People who have a simple carbohydrate based diet, think bread, pasta, potatoes, rice, sugar, fruit juice. I just posted something on fruit juice and got a whole bunch of haters.
0: I saw that. I saw that post.
1: Know the truth and the truth will set you free. You're
0: right. I mean, orange
1: unwrapped sugar from its fiber source and it actually turns toxic in your brain can actually cause a fatty liver that is not good for you. Um, There's a wonderful YouTube video. It's got like 10 million views called Sugar, the Bitter Truth by my friend, Robert Lustig. Yeah, you won't drink fruit juice again. Eat the fruit. But not the juice
0: that's wild
1: yeah and then healthy protein uh because your muscles are made up of protein and you can do it with uh, plant proteins uh, people don't know that spinach is very high in protein broccoli is very high in protein or sustainably raised uh, meat if that's what you do
0: Mm hmm. Do you eat meat or are you more plant based?
1: Eat a lot of plants and a little bit of meat it's because it's hard to get omega three fatty acids from plants. It's hard to get enough of EPA and DHA and DHA makes up about 25 percent of the nerve cell membranes in your brain. And I do an omega three index on myself and on my patients and people who are eating healthy meat and healthy fish have better omega-3 fatty acid levels. But you have to be careful because um, a lot of meat raised in the U.S. is flat out toxic.
0: I know, it's you. horrible.
1: And when, whenever you eat something, you're also eating the chemicals they produce. So if you think about it, if you eat an animal that's not been sustainably raised, the animal's angry, the animal's depressed, the animal's isolated and lonely and anxious, well, you're eating those chemicals of anxiety, depression, anger, that is going to impact you.
0: Yeah, I think about that. And that's why one of the reasons why I don't eat meat because I would feel that way. I feel like such a sensitive person. And the last time that I had a burger, a grass-fed burger, I felt, I swear, I felt the emotions I did from the animal. And my husband was, you know, like, how's that possible? I don't believe you. And I just said, look, it's what I feel. So why I don't eat it.
1: Well, and there's so many other ways to be healthy. Yes. One, one of the issues I have with a lot of my vegetarian patients is, okay, how are we going to raise your omega-3 fatty acids? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they won't take fish oil. And fish oil is probably the most concentrated form of EPA and DHA. But there are algae-based omega-3 products that totally could work. You just have to be thoughtful. And if you're pregnant, your omega three level determines the baby's omega three level. So just making sure you're purposeful and then doing an omega three index test can just be really healthy. It's helpful. It's like, okay, where's my level? You can't change what you don't measure.
0: Yeah, you can't change what you don't know. So is that a blood test? Is that I don't I don't know if mm-hmm. I've ever gotten my levels checked.
1: It's a blood test. You can also do it with a finger prick. There's a company called Omega Quant that does an at-home kit. Or, you know, if you had a Quest or a LabCorp, you can do an Omega 3 index. And they'll tell you how your level is.
0: Okay, I got to do that. I gotta do that. I do take fish oil, so I'm plant-based. I'm not 100% strict with it. I've been taking fish oil during the pregnancy. I think it's important. I watched my skin get so much better once I started doing that. And it was just obvious to me that my body was soaking it up.
1: Well, what the women I treat say, is their hair is thicker. And their nails are stronger and their skin is prettier. So I, do I, I want them to do it for their hair. brain, but I'm happy if their hair is fuller and their nails are stronger and their skin is prettier.
0: Yeah, uh, I think glowing skin is a sign of health from within. That's what I always tend to notice. Because when I was very sick back a couple years ago, I don't know if you know much about my whole history with health. Um, But I was very sick. I had terrible cystic acne and I felt like it was a reflection of what was happening on the inside, which was Lyme disease, mold toxicity. I was living in a very moldy home, which I obviously didn't know at the time. And then found out that I was suffering from mold and Lyme and co-infections. And my brain, I felt like I couldn't even access my brain. It was a very, very tough time. So the way that I found you was because Justin Bieber and I have the same Lyme doctor. And so when his documentary came out and she was in it and you were in it, I was like taking notes on everything that you were saying. And I know that you helped him a lot. So maybe you could talk about that a little bit here.
1: So the health of your skin is an outside reflection of the health of your brain. So when you were talking about how you're living in this toxic soup and your body's being assaulted by mold and lime and so on, um, I get it. And you know, I'm a psychiatrist, so why do I care about lime or why do I care about mold? Because when I would scan people and I would see their brains just looked awful, and they weren't drug addicts. Um, I'm like, why does your brain look so awful? And when Justin came to see me, he had been diagnosed by somebody else with bipolar disorder. And he was a mess. And when I looked at his brain, his brain wasn't healthy. I'm like, why is your brain not healthy? And there were all sorts of reasons, and it turned out that Lyme was one of them, um, plus when you're a young superstar, uh, they don't manage your brain. They sort of manage you to make the most cash <laughs> um, and just ruined him. Uh, so fame is bad for your brain. It wears out the pleasure centers in your brain. And so then a lot of young artists turn to drugs as a way to feel better. And it's a short term fix, you know, on things we always talk about. Am I doing something that helps me feel good now and later versus now, but not later? And, you know, I have my young patients make lists. What makes you feel good now? Because I want you to feel good now and later versus I feel good now, but I feel terrible later. uh uh, i'm just so proud of him and some of the other young stars i've seen that have gotten out of uh, the mindset of i can do anything i want when i want to do it Mm -hmm. because that's a disaster
0: oh totally yes no i can only imagine how how his brain was after after the adolescence that he had and the fame and the Lyme disease and everything else. So what was your treatment plan for someone like him? Uh,
1: So I don't know if you did hyperbaric oxygen. It's one of the things he did It was very helpful. So I have his brain eight months apart and so much better. Um, Pretty excited about that uh the right supplements the right diet for a period there was medication but now there's not and uh it's it basically comes down to this one question is this good for my brain or bad for it and if you have to heal the brain hyperbaric oxygen is just a wonderful tool um so diet exercise supplementation hyperbaric oxygen Medication if needed. We also did IV therapy with him, which I know he also did with his doctor in LA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's where I used to see him, which, as such a fangirl, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting an IV in the room next to Justin, but I know how helpful those IVs are. I did a lot of, I know he was doing, I think, NAD. I was doing a lot of like Myers cocktails and ketamine. I don't know how you feel about that at the doctor's office. That was helpful for me um, on more of an emotional level. So what are your thoughts? I don't know if you would be a fan. Uh,
1: If nothing else is working because it's risky and not everybody does well with it. I think it's worth a try if the other sort of more standard things didn't work. It's never the first thing. Whenever people go to it as the first thing, I'm like, no, no, no. We have to get skill in nourishing our brains and managing our minds. Um, But sometimes for resetting things, it can be helpful. Um, But I don't have a great batting average with ketamine or even psilocybin. I know that's really popular and everybody's really excited to try happy mushrooms. But for some people it disrupts them and some people get insight from them. I'm not seeing it fix anybody.
0: Okay, let's talk about one of my favorite products right now. And we had the founder on the podcast recently. So I know a lot of you guys are a fan as well. And that is all about beekeepers naturals. So as the weather changes and it's officially heading into the winter season, I'm doing everything I can to make sure I stay healthy with the cold season, flu season approaching. And that's why I use bee immune propolis spray that keeps my health in tip top shape. I also love to use their bee immune propolis spray before I podcast because it really helps my voice. And it just helps me feel amazing. It helps boost my immune system. So let's talk about what propolis is. If you didn't listen to the episode yet with Carly Stein, the founder of Beekeepers Naturals, Propolis is made by bees and backed by science. It acts as the bees' medicine, and it also contains vitamin B, vitamin C, zinc, and over 300 beneficial compounds and minerals that are amazing for the human immune system. Propolis is the defender of the hive, and bees use it to protect their hive from anything that might harm them, like harmful bacteria, etc. And the amazing thing is, it does the same thing for humans. So Beekeepers Naturals is certified keto, paleo, gluten-free free, and natural. It is all clean ingredients. It's always third-party tested and free of artificial colors, preservatives, fillers, alcohol, gluten, GMOs, pesticides, and refined sugars. They are on a mission to save the bees. Bees are crucial to our planet's health. About one third of our food supply would be lost if the bees disappeared. I really admire what they're doing to take care of the bees by sustainable beekeeping and using pesticide-free products. And if you wanna hear all about how Propolis has helped Carly's health, and it has also helped mine, listen to the episode that I did with Carly all about immune propolis and Beekeepers Naturals. So today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde to get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde. Start feeling better every day today. And also that code and link will be in the show notes to make it easy. Now let's head back into this episode with Dr. Amen. Yeah, I've definitely felt that it has provided me insight, you know, different types of psychedelics. I did a lot of stuff on my healing journey. I was desperate to try anything that could I didn't really want to keep living. Basically, I was so sick. So I did turn to a lot of things that gave me insight, expanded my mind. I definitely agree with you. They're not for everyone and they're not the first, the first thing that I'm sure that would be recommended.
1: Yeah. So I think the first thing is let's get your diet right. Mm -hmm. Let's nourish your brain with the right supplementation. Let's teach you not to believe every stupid thing you think. So important. Uh, I call it killing the ants, the automatic negative thoughts. So probably when you were really low, you had a lot of darkness and negativity running around your head. And there's nowhere in school where they teach you to question your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 28 years old before I learned I didn't have to believe every stupid thing I thought. I was in my psychiatric residency and I'm sitting in a lecture hall at Walter Reed Army Medical Center where I did my psychiatric training. And when the professor said that, I'm like, I've never thought about my own thoughts. That I just believed all the nonsense that came through my head.
0: Mm-hmm. And as
1: I would write them down, and then go, well, is that true? Can I absolutely know if that's true? I'm like, no, that's not true. That's a lie. So why would I believe? But if you never question your thoughts, you believe them, and then you act as if they're true, and they totally can trash your marriage, or they totally trash your self esteem. And you know, thinking of Justin or Miley Cyrus, who I've seen for a long time, and or, you know, a lot of other young superstars, they often come in, people judge me, I'm not good enough. And I'm like, my God, if you're not good enough, whoever will be. But they've never been taught to discipline their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And mental health is like physical health, in that it is a daily practice. Right, if I was fifty pounds overweight on Monday, had a salad, and expected to be trim on Friday, well, you would say that's stupid. That no, if you're fifty pounds overweight, because you made a lot of bad decisions over a long period of time, in order to get healthy. You're going to have to start making a lot of good decisions over a long period of time. Mental health is exactly the same thing. If your mind is torturing you, you need to develop new habits. And then you need to do them every day. So, for example, I start every day with today is going to be a great day. Because then my mind finds why it's going to be a great day. And I end every day with what went well today. I actually put myself to sleep by saying a prayer. And then I go, what went well today? And I start at the beginning of the day. And I'm usually asleep by noon. But I just gloss over so many great things that happen in my life. Um, But I get to focus on it, which sets my dreams up to be more positive. And then, whenever I feel sad or mad or nervous or out of control, I write down what I'm thinking. And I'm like, well, is that true? And then I flip it to the opposite. So, like, if I think my wife never listens to me, I'm like, I never listen to my wife. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it just helps me manage my mind so that my mind helps me rather than my mind hurts me. And too many people have emotional autoimmune disorders. You know, an autoimmune disorder is where your body attacks itself. And it's like your immune system sees your own tissue as friendly fire or as the enemy. And an emotional autoimmune disorder is where you attack yourself. You know, you're not smart enough. You're not tall enough. You're not young enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not rich enough. You're not smart enough. And uh, it's sort of why I'm not a fan of the Olympics, because in the Olympics, you have to be better than everybody else to medal. And that's a prescription for unhappiness. This prescription for happiness is I want to be my best and I want to help you be your best. That's the prescription for happiness.
0: I love that. That's amazing. And it's so true. The more we compare ourselves to other people, it is harder to be happy when you're trying to be better than everyone else. I mean, how is that even possible, basically?
1: Well, and we set it up with, do you make the team? Do you make the cheerleading team? Do you get into the sorority? it's like there's just this constant comparison uh, of winning and losing when that's really not what happiness is about. Mm -hmm. Happiness is about, you know, let's elevate everybody. And I know a lot of people go, oh, everybody gets a trophy that's not life. And it's like, well, why isn't it life? And, you know, I want to be my best and I want to help you be your best. When I was in college, I sort of figured it out. Uh, I wasn't a good high school student, but I was a great college student. So I didn't come by my intelligence just because I had to really work at it. But but I was a really great student in college and I helped other people. And I realized the more I helped them, the more it helped me. So if I would run a study group for my classmates, I mean I really got the most out of it, but not by being better than them, by being my best. And I just was happy. Being helpful is probably, you know, my personality.
0: It's a good but, personality to have, to help other yeah. people, and that makes you happier.
1: Right. When you look at what you don't have you know, like I'm not Bill Gates Uh, as far as wealth, you sort of feel sad. But then when you look at what you do have, you know, the ability to help millions of people, I'm sort of okay with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. it's Where
1: you look, right, it's where you bring your attention. Do you bring your attention to what's right so you feel right? Or do you bring your attention to what's wrong and then you feel wrong?
0: Yeah. No, definitely. It's all about what we focus on. And speaking of the ability to help millions of people, you have so many people following you on TikTok, I notice. You also have a lot of people (laughs) following you everywhere. But your TikTok following is huge, pretty much a a million people. So do you have fun making those TikToks? Like, how did you even decide to start a TikTok?
1: Well, it was a complete surprise for us that it's done so well. And because it's only been going like four months or five oh, wow. months. So, Natalie, my young social media director, um, I've become really good at saying things very quickly. Like my first TED talk, I just say something in 18 minutes and I didn't think I could do it. It's like I have trouble saying hi in five minutes. And but then when I realized. People are paying attention to shorter and shorter pieces of content. I'm um, like, I, I have a lot of really important things to say and I can say them succinctly.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: with a better brain always comes a better life or alcohol, smaller brain, which brain do you want? Or marijuana. I get to show them the pictures and people sort of get it. It's always fun to see which one sort of makes Makes the group angry. And yes. Fruit juice was uh, well. It wasn't a surprise. I mean, my dad was a grower for SunKist. Oh wow! Uh, he had like six hundred acres of oranges uh, north of Los Angeles, and I'm like, eat the orange, not drinking the juice. Like, you know, one glass of orange juice is basically four or five oranges. And it's like, when is it rational to eat four or five oranges and have that level of sugar? Uh, but now you're having that level of sugar without all the fiber. And so it's toxic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was looking through your TikTok and you definitely have the gift of saying things succinctly in a way that is very digestible, very inspiring to people. So I can't wait to keep watching you grow on TikTok. That's pretty amazing. And something, something else I wanted to talk to you about, because I've heard you talk about past concussions and brain injuries, really basically determining how well your brain functions now. And I learned when I got sick with Lyme that I've had th- pretty much three big concussions in my life, which I had never even, th- no one even said like, oh, you should, you should, get you know, you should try to heal from that or get your brain checked out after. But I do think having those three experiences are part of why I ended up getting so sick. What happened? So when I was a baby, I fell off of a bar stool. My parents thought I cracked my head open, but I didn't. And they rushed me to the ER and, you know, the hospital said everything's fine. And everything was fine, quote unquote. And then the other two happened in college—very stupid things that I was doing: drinking alcohol, running into poles, falling off of banana boat in the ocean in Cabo, and smacking heads with somebody. And my tooth fell out. So horrible. This is why I don't drink anymore. But those, <laughs> yeah, those experiences happened, and um, I do think they affected me in the long term.
1: Well, we should look at your brain. And Absolutely. And your brain's been assaulted. So, you know, you've already done a lot to heal. Maybe there's more to be done. And, you know, after you have the baby, uh, might be a good thing to look. And then just continue to work to optimize. uh, Because with a better brain always comes a better life. After looking at almost 200,000 scans, if you asked me, you said, Hey, Daniel, what's the single most important lesson you've learned? Mild traumatic brain injury ruins people's lives and nobody knows because nobody looks. I mean, I feel like I live in this crazy time warp where you can go see a psychiatrist because you're sad or you're mad or you're anxious or you're having relationship problems and they're going to make diagnoses based on symptom clusters with no biological data. And they call me crazy. (laughs) That's just insane because traumatic brain injury. I mean, how do you know if those concussions mattered or not to how you think, to how you feel, to how you act unless somebody looks? And, you know, maybe your brain healed and You just need to learn not to believe every stupid thing you think. Or maybe there's low function in the front part of your brain that we can heal. And therefore, you just make better decisions overall, which equal a happier life.
0: Yeah, I would love to get that checked out.
1: Without looking, you don't know and Most psychiatrists don't look and that sort of I I never thought that would be the mission of my life was to change how psychiatric medicine is practiced, but it's the mission of my life. Oh, yeah, we can do better.
0: Yes. And it's amazing that you're doing it because it it needs to be done. And a lot of people are still looking at, not looking at the root cause, but looking at the cluster of symptoms like you're talking about, which is why for people like me, it took 10 years to find out that I had Lyme disease and mold. I don't think it should have taken 10 years. And I obviously got much, much sicker during that time.
1: Well, and you get demoralized because when you start going for help and you don't get better, you think what's the matter with me? Mm -hmm. that I can't get better. But if we would have saw your brain looked infected or your brain looked toxic, you know, right away, you know, we're always screening people for Lyme and for mold and for other infections. By the way, COVID not good for the brain. I know there's all the controversy about COVID and It's like the flu, and it's like, no, I've never seen the flu do what COVID does. Really? It It fires up your emotional brain, so the limbic brain becomes inflamed, making people at much higher risk for anxiety, depression, anger, irritability, brain fog, memory problems. And
0: so what can do what you can Sorry, but I'm thinking of all the people out there like my parents who have had COVID. Is there something they can take or something they can do? Or is this like you would recommend scanning their brain?
1: Well, I I always recommend scanning because then you know what you're dealing with.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: being on an anti-inflammatory diet can be really helpful. Supplements like curcumin and omega-3 fatty acids can be helpful. Hyperbaric oxygen can help. uh, uh, It's like be on a serious brain health program. I write about it in my book, The End of Mental Illness or Memory Rescue. There are just so many cool things to do, like going in a sauna. They've been found to actually have antidepressant effects for a hyperbaric chamber.
0: Okay, let's talk about mushroom coffee, but not just any mushroom coffee, my favorite mushroom coffee, my favorite brand, for Sigmatic. They are a wellness company that are well known for their delicious mushroom coffee, but they also have so many other incredible products now, including skincare, adaptogens, and so much more. And we have the founder, Taro, on the podcast to discuss Four Sigmatic back in the day, so you're probably familiar with it. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin, and filled with adaptogenic mushrooms for productivity, immune support, and more. I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic's ground coffee for as long as I can remember because it doesn't give me the jitters. It doesn't give me that adrenal crash that typical coffee does, and it really helps me focus so I can get stuff done. It's amazing and I feel so much more productive on the days that I drink my Four Sigmatic. All Four Sigmatic products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free. Plus, every batch is third-party lab-tested to ensure its purity and safety, so you know you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible. Now, you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee you it tastes just like the coffee that you know and love. It brews dark and nutty, and it tastes incredible it has over 20,000 5 five-star reviews and best of all they back their products with a 100 money back guarantee so you will love every sip or get your money back my favorites for a long time have been the chaga as well as the lion's mane coffee but i also love their their mushroom hot cacao which is their version of hot chocolate It has a little bit of cayenne in it. It just tastes so amazing, and I know that you guys will love it. So we have worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for our TBB listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde. This offer is only available for our TBB listeners and is not available on their regular website. So you'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. Go to F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash blonde and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Now let's head back into this episode with Dr. Amen. Amen. We have a sauna here and I miss it so much (laughs) being pregnant. I haven't been able to do my infrared sauna in eight months or so. And I, I look at it every day. I miss it so much. It's good to know that there's that research behind it. Like you're talking about. Wow. So with your book that's coming out next year, it's all about happiness, all about how we can become happier Tell us more about that. And I know you talk about the different brain types in that book.
1: You know, I decided to write about happiness because Americans are the unhappiest they've been since the Great Depression. You know, with COVID 19, the political divide, the societal unrest, I'm like, there's a science to happiness and there's a daily practice. And one of the coolest things I say in the book is happiness is a moral obligation. It's, you know, when I grew up Roman Catholic, nobody ever talked about happiness as a good goal. Um, There are a lot of shoulds and shouldn'ts. And but why is it a moral obligation? Because of how you impact other people. I guarantee you, if you ask someone who was raised by an unhappy mother, or married to an unhappy spouse, whether or not happiness is a moral obligation? And I assure you the answer will be yes, because we're contagious and working to be happy is not selfish. It's altruistic. And if you ask most people what makes them happy, it's not hedonism, um, at least not long term. It's making a difference in the lives of other people. And what I learned is happiness is different for everybody based on how their brain works. That people who have type three, they're 16 brain types. Type three is our persistent type. They love ritual. They love predictability, love Christmas and all that goes with that where people have type two, that's the spontaneous brain type, they don't like ritual. That They like spontaneity. Uh, they like it if it's, they don't know what's going to happen. If it's novel, if it's new, if it's a little bit scary. They love scary movies where type five, the cautious brain type, they hate scary movies. It's like you want to make them unhappy. A Quiet Place is not their favorite movie, um, so knowing your brain type is critical to learning about happiness. And another favorite part of my, the book is find micro moments of happiness, it's train your brain to look for the little tiny moments of happiness so i make my family every night brand healthy hot chocolate uh, which is unsweetened organic um, vanilla almond milk a teaspoon of raw cacao a little bit of chocolate flavored stevia heated it up it's amazing like less than 60 calories so it's calorie smart and That's a little micro-moment, the first time I take a sip Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, And if you learn to pay attention to the little moments of happiness, you're going to be happier overall. Definitely. Uh, Because, you know, the big moments are, you know, often rare. And enjoy them. Write them down on my uh, phone. I have sort of a cool event note where sort of all the cool things I've done and people I've gotten to help. But ultimately, it's seeing the hummingbird in the morning or looking into my wife's eyes, because she has really pretty eyes, that make me happy. And it's training. Happiness is a discipline that you can train yourself to. And I think most people are like me. Happiness is not always just about me. It's about how I can help the people around me be better.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. So what kind of brain type do you have?
1: So I'm a one, but I have features of some of the other ones. One is balanced, uh, but I grew up as a five. Five is the cautious brain type. I have a lot of anxiety when I was little. I think because my older brother beat me up a lot and Uh, I think I got some of it from my grandfather when he was 19. He watched his brother be killed in a train accident and he never drove. And I think that anxiety got written into his genetic code. And we get the positive stuff that our ancestors had, but we also get the vulnerable stuff they had. so you should take the brain health assessment. I'm going, so to, I'm going
0: to. So far from what you've described, I think I would be the spontaneous type. I'm not a ritual person. Well, I love my rituals. I'm not a routine person. I'm spontaneous in every single definition of the word, but I would, I'll take the test and I'll... I'll it. <laughs> so it's so interesting. It's so cool. And I can't wait to read your new book. And you have all of your amazing books behind you right now that I'm looking at. So impressive. You've written 12. Is that correct?
1: I have 12 New York Times bestselling books. Uh, I've written 40 books, which is sort of crazy. That is a
0: huge accomplishment. But
1: I've been writing since 1982. I wrote my first book. So um,
0: Huge accomplishment.
1: Yeah, it's cool to think. The book I'm going to write after Happy... It's called Change Your Brain Every Day. It's going to be a daily meditation. And it's basically the 365 most important things I've ever said.
0: Wow, that's so cool. And talk about those like small digestible tips like you're talking about, like breaking it down like that is going to be so amazing for people to read.
1: Yeah, I go around the house and I adopted my two nieces and I'll just say something like argue with reality and they'll go, welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite things I say, I actually stole it from my friend Byron Katie, but I love that so much. It's That's what causes people to suffer when they argue with what's reality, mm-hmm. like we're in a pandemic. Uh, so wash your hands, physically distance, be smart or the best predictor of behavior. They'll just say it's behavior, right? How people have been is how they're going to be unless they do something big Mm -hmm. to change it. And date someone, and they would go, you wouldn't hire. (laughs) Because you should sort of, before you date someone, do a little bit of a background check. Check their references, uh, you know, before you give your heart to someone, know if they're going to be good for you or bad mm-hmm. for you
0: yes oh this is all so helpful oh, i can't wait for the book that's so amazing my goal is to write that many books in a lifetime and first i need to get pat i have a lot of as we were talking about from the mold and everything a lot of brain fog add so I'm a writer, but I have a lot of ADD. And so I'm very, very impressed by the amount of books that you've written written, and just how incredible that is.
1: Yeah, but you're young. I think, what was I, 37 when I wrote my first book or 33 when I wrote my first book. And it's just a matter of being consistent. One of my secrets is I have a little huddle with myself every day and first thing in the morning. So I know overall what my goals are. It's going to be one of the most important pieces uh, of my work. It's write down what you want. Relationships, work, money, physical, emotional, spiritual health. What do you want? Write it down. And then every day have a little huddle. Five minutes. What did I do yesterday? What am I going to do today? Where am I stuck? And if you just do a little bit, well, over time, that becomes a lot if you do it every day. So it's just developing a little bit of discipline um, to know what you want. And then every day, um, you just ask yourself, does it fit? Is what I'm doing today. Does that fit the goals I have for my life? And if you just do a little bit, it turns into something very special over time. And this is why you don't drink. This is why you shouldn't be smoking pot, because you can't do great things with a clouded mind.
0: Mm -hmm. So true. Wow, that's very, very helpful and very inspiring. I love it. So I want to ask you some of the rapid fire questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show before we go first, do you know your sun rising and moon signs?
1: Well, I'm a cancer, but that's all I know. And I I just got my aura done, which is funny because I was in uh, Sonoma, not Sonoma, uh, Sedona. Sedona. And I love Sedona. It was so beautiful. I described it as like going to all the greatest cathedrals in Europe, but they're all outside made by God. And yes. it was spectacular. Beautiful. And so I have a white aura with a little bit of a lavender tint. And as she described it, it sort of fit me. But, oh, I see uh, that.
0: I definitely see that. <laughs> I know that the white aura is the color of the universe and also the purple is the crown chakra the wisdom chakra that's so much of what you do is the brain it's wisdom that's so cool so you're a cancer when's your birthday
1: july 19th
0: oh nice okay i have a lot of cancers in my life i love cancers amazing people you guys are sensitive and wonderful water signs thank you Yes.
1: Never met a person born in July I actually didn't like.
0: Yeah. Same. I
1: struggle with Tauruses. My dad was a Taurus and my first wife was a Taurus. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're probably not so compatible then with Cancers. And Tauruses can be very stubborn. Oh, that's it.
1: Oh, you know, your head against the wall.
0: Yeah. I'm a Libra. Libras and Cancers go hand in hand from my experience. My mom's a cancer, my cat, my brother, so many of my friends.
1: <laughs>
0: my husband was born in July, but he's a Leo. So he's right after you. Awesome. Yes. Are you a night person or a morning person?
1: You know, I'm sort of good both. Nice. I'm up at about 6, 6.30, can work and Yeah, I've just been blessed. My mom has she's like the energizer bunny, even at 90. And I inherited her energy. So
0: amazing. Coffee or tea?
1: Um, More tea. This is actually tea. I am not a fan of caffeine. Because again, it's sort of artificial energy. So I've seen, the, I think a I've seen bit, the
0: TikTok. So. I've seen your TikTok about it, and I, I'm a caffeine lover, but I fully trust you, and I I feel that you're right. What's your dream vacation?
1: Going with my wife to a national park like Yosemite. Beautiful. Uh, or somewhere where there's a beach. I lived in Hawaii for two years and cried when I left.
0: Oh, which island? Oahu. That's incredible. That's what I want to do. Hawaii is the best. Why did you leave?
1: Well, I was in the army at the time and my training has finished. And then they sent me to another place with sand, but it was Fort Irwin in the middle of the Mojave Desert. So not quite school. Oh, wow. A school.
0: So different. <laughs> and who are your mentors? You know,
1: that's an interesting question because it's so important to have them. And given I have uh, done a lot of this trailblazing on my own, uh, I've not had as many great mentors as I would have wanted to. So hard for me to answer that question.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You really are trailblazing in your field in so many ways. Who's your inspiration? Different question
1: i dedicated my book the end of mental illness to my two nieces amelie and alizé they're 11 and 16. they have a family history of multiple suicides schizophrenia depression bipolar disorder but genes only love the gun it's what happens to you that pulls the trigger and unfortunately for them they were raised in chaos with parents who suffered with depression, drug abuse, domestic violence. And uh, they got taken by Child Protective Service five years ago. And I actually didn't know them. They're my wife's half-sister's child, children. And my wife was like, we cannot get involved. I grew up around drug addicts and I can't do it. But I'm a child psychiatrist with a white purple chakra. And I'm like, no, no, we cannot leave them in foster care. This is not okay when we have the resources to help. And so we ended up adopting them. And my goal in life is to end mental illness in them and in their babies and grandbabies. And they're doing great. But but they inspire me. Do better, and then you met Natalie, my social media director. She's I think she's twenty six. Broke her neck ten years ago. Was in a wheelchair, and she's just the most happy, loving, consistent, reliable person on the planet. She inspires me every day.
0: Wow, I love that. That's incredible.
1: She's really awesome.
0: And Natalie are so lucky to have you. I mean, you're you've you couldn't be the more perfect person in your niece's life to help them thrive. So I think that's meant to be
1: awesome. I'm yes. an F run cause I have a patient, but okay. Dear, what a that joy. Perfect.
0: That was the you. last question. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. I'm definitely going to come in, get my brain scanned after I have the baby and I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Dr. Eamon. I'm sure your brain is feeling stimulated and on fire in the best way after learning so much from Dr. Eamon. I know I didn't want this conversation to end. I learned so much from him, and he's also just so full of positivity. And the fact that he has accomplished so much in his life and his career, and he's such a trailblazer is truly inspiring and that's what this soul on fire podcast and living a soul on fire life is all about so definitely check him out as you know you can follow him on tiktok you can also find him on instagram where he shares incredible digestible information positivity optimism brain hacks etc i he's one of my favorite people to follow by far and it was such an honor to have him on keep your eye out for his book coming out next year called You Happier and just support him. He's a very very kind soul. And I'm so excited to get my brain scanned when I'm no longer pregnant. I'm so curious, especially after what I talked about with Dr. Amen about the concussions that I've had, Lyme disease, mold poisoning, etc. all the things. It's been a lot. And knowledge is power. So if you're struggling with anything, brain issues, something that feels like a mental health issue, chronic autoimmune disorders, definitely listen to his advice and get your brain checked out. And also thank you to our incredible sponsors for today's episode. We've got Obey Fitness, Beekeepers Naturals, and For Sigmatic, three of my favorite products and brands out there. You can check out those discount codes in the show notes. Get a free month to Obey Fitness with the code BALANCED. Like that is so incredible. You've got to do it. And thank you guys so much for being here and for listening. I cannot wait to keep the conversations going for the next few weeks before I head off on my maternity leave. I adore you guys and I hope you have the most soul on fire day possible. Again, if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, send me a screenshot to jordanathebalancedone.com so I can thank you personally and send you my free yoga ebook. With that, have an amazing day. We'll talk soon.